0: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hello. Guess what? This is my second recording. I recorded an entire episode and my computer decided to restart. And uh, I'm recording on my Mac. And I've never had that happen before. It's always my PC that does these automatic restarts. This is the first time that's happened. I feel like I have, I hope I have hit every possible issue with recording podcasts and I'm over the hump. What's also weird is that I spoke a little bit about my dad who is passed away because his birthday was last Monday and I told a story, which I still plan to tell, but The last time I recorded a podcast, and it was all about him and the topic of grief and some suggestions I wanted to share about getting through something tragic and getting through grief because a lot of people have actually reached out to me asking for tips. I recorded that entire episode, which was very, very difficult to do, and none of it recorded. And I was like, okay, maybe this is a sign. I'm not ready to talk about it yet. And I recorded a different topic that day. So now the next time that it happens, same topic. I'm like, dad, do you just not want me to talk about you? Like what is going on? But I'm going to because it's a cute story and I want to tell you guys. So anyway, take two, I am coming to you as you guessed it, I'm sure on a Sunday. <laughs> it is now 1.30. I started the last one at noon, so now I have less time to edit. I'm coming to you from my bed as per usual. And what's funny is I was reading some reviews on a friend of mine's podcast who I'm actually going to be on this week, I think. We recorded it like a week or two ago, and she sent me a text saying she wasn't releasing it last week, but that she would this coming week So you guys are hearing this on Monday And I believe it would be out I don't know if she, I think she releases on Tuesday or Wednesday But I don't want to say which one it is In case she decides to hold it back again So I will let that come out And then I'll talk about it Anyway It was really fun to do It was very nice And very unexpected and unlikely pairing I will say Based on previous events Or history But I really like her And I've grown to have a lot of respect For this person So anyway uh, I'll talk about that more next week But I was reading some of her reviews when I was uh, about to go on her podcast and someone complained saying, you're recording from your bed, how lazy, or something like that, or put in more effort. And I'm like, hey, (laughs) just because someone's recording a podcast from their bed does not mean they're not putting in the effort. I would almost stand to reason that those of us who choose to record from our beds are able to put in more effort because we're not expending that energy by getting up, getting ready, driving in our car to wherever the studio is, sitting in traffic, stopping for a coffee or whatever it is you may need since you're not in the house, going into a studio, small talking with whoever you see on the way, all of that, that takes energy, that expends energy from you. And by the time you sit down in the studio, and if you have a guest there, the guests sometimes if they're not used to doing podcasts, a studio can be a little intimidating. And it's not quite a personal, or I've found in my experience, maybe other people are able to break that barrier. But In my experience, I like a really comfortable, personal podcast. And when you're in a studio, it's kind of like sterile, a little bit, I guess. I mean, I'm sure other people are better at breaking that down and making it feel comfortable. Maybe they're more comfortable doing it that way. But me personally, I've had both experiences. And if I can do something from my bed, I'm doing it from my bed. And that does not mean it's because of me giving anyone minimal effort. I really don't see the correlation. But it was funny when I read that, because I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, whoever that person is is not going to like my podcast if they start listening to my episodes where I'm like, I'm coming to you from my bed. I mean, I will say some of the top podcasters podcasts from their beds. I'm not saying I'm a top podcaster, but some others that I look up to, they certainly do. And they're on the top charts all the time and they're crushing it. So I don't think they're lazy either. So because I'm coming from the comfort of my own home, I have my drinks laid out. I just finished my breakfast. So from breakfast, I had a little sandwich. I used this sprouted low carb bread called Oasis bread that I get from Sprouts. I've used it now to kind of replace my Ezekiel sprouted bread. I prefer the Oasis. I don't think it's something that universally would be liked. I think it's like an acquired taste because it's way thinner than regular bread slices. It comes out crispier and it's kind of like just a means to an end for making a sandwich rather than not having food between two slices of bread. It's not like I choose it because the bread is like some delicious like baguette or something like that or sourdough which I love anyway it's low carb It's sprouted and probably healthier than most other breads. So anyway, I made a sandwich with that and then I put on some Earth Balance butter. I heated up this new product by Just Egg. They're the ones that make the eggs, well, the vegan eggs. They either come in a container where you can kind of like make a scramble or an omelet with it, or they come in little folded squares where you can put on sandwiches. But they have a new product and it's these sous vide egg bites. If you don't know what sous vide is, I just learned what it was semi-recently, but it's a French cookie. Technique. It's often used with meat, but you can do it with eggs as well. It's basically vacuum sealing something in plastic and cooking it at a low temperature for a long time in water. And what that does is it ensures that the temperature is the same throughout the entire piece of food. And so you're able to cook something in a way that you can't get those same results on a grill or an oven or saute pan. What a lot of chefs will do is cook a filet or a piece of meat with the sous vide method so that it has even like cooking through out and then they'll take it out and then just sear it. So I found this product. I initially found it in Walmart of all places, not in Whole Foods or Sprouts or anything like that. It was in Walmart. So I tried it And it was good, but there's only four servings. In Walmart, it was like five something dollars. And then, I don't know if you guys know what grocery outlet is. I hardly ever shop there, but it popped up in my Instacart options. After the pandemic came, I just got used to using Instacart, and it saves me so much time. I... Again, something I can do from my bed. I can scroll through and order all of my groceries. And with membership, you don't really pay any extra fees. All you're doing is tipping someone. And that's fine because I would have paid gas to go somewhere anyway, you know? And how much is my time worth? So plus it allows me to look at all these new products at my leisure, you know, not in, like, a crowded supermarket. I think something that I wanted was only available at grocery outlet. So then I start doing some shopping and scrolling through grocery outlet via Instacart app, and I noticed they have all of these new vegan products that aren't in any other store. I don't know if they're, like, being tested there or something. I also found this new cheese from Miyoko's, who does a ton of amazing dairy-free butters and other cheeses and stuff. The new product was cheese sticks. They're individually wrapped, and they're cheddar, and I have been, like, snacking on on those i love them and they're only available at grocery outlet but i also found these sous vide just egg bites they are three dollars and like 20 something cents at grocery outlet as opposed to the walmart prices and walmart is typically known for being inexpensive so i was excited to see that i ordered a couple of those as far as i know they have two options one is american and one is mexican i prefer the american just because the mexican is a little spicy and i don't like spice in the morning i don't know why i just don't but the american version is roasted potato Potato, dill, chives, red bell pepper, and black pepper. Delicious. And I just pop it in the microwave for a minute. I don't even know if you're supposed to microwave. Let's see what the actual instructions are. Oh, no, you can. Okay, you could do conventional oven, 400 degrees for 22 to 24 minutes. Who has time for that? Not me. Maybe the air fryer would work. I'm going to try the air fryer. Microwave, it says cook uncovered for a minute, 45 seconds. I usually do a minute. And then toaster oven is, doesn't say what temperature. Do toaster ovens have temperatures? I thought they did, but if there's no temperature on here. It just says toast uncovered for 17 to 20 minutes. Again, who has time for that in the morning? I will try the air fryer method though because air fryer is typically half the amount of time that anything would take in an oven. And then the Mexican version, which I'm not a fan of, is roasted poblanos, ancho chili powder, black beans, corn, and lime. I mean, in theory, all that sounds good. I don't know, I just prefer the American. And I'm drinking my coffee and a bottle of athletic greens. I enjoy toggling beverages. I don't know why. Now, this is not an ad. I promise I will never do that. And in fact, I do have some host red ads coming up One of them actually is for Athletic Greens and you will hear me say this episode is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. So you will be well aware. I might even try to put some music before and after the ads so you understand what's happening. I am very selective with the ads that I allow on this podcast. One, because I love podcasts and I'm a listener as well. And when people flood their episodes, with advertising, it really takes away from the experience. I get if someone is doing a podcast as their occupation, they need to make money through it. I absolutely get it, all the power to them. So I'm very selective, as you know. When McDonald's accidentally got on here, I took it out. I would way rather have no ads than something that I can't get behind. With Athletic Greens, they had sent me a one month supply before I agreed to even allow them on as an ad. So I have consistently been drinking it every morning and I love it. I absolutely love it. And the cool thing about this is that I had previously heard about Athletic Greens on the Joe Rogan podcast. They are a big advertiser on his. When I was hearing his ads, which I was forced to listen to when I was back in New Jersey in the car with my brother because he listens to Joe Rogan. And now, whether you love Joe Rogan or hate Joe Rogan or are indifferent to him, we all can admit he's one of the top podcasters. So for Athletic Greens to also want to advertise on here i was actually super shocked and super honored but i also wanted to make sure that it was a product i wanted to advertise so when i heard of it on joe rogan i was like wow all of this sounds really really good but It didn't make me order it, and it never made me go to their website. It just made me think, that sounds like an awesome product, and it stuck in my head. Like, I guess it planted a seed, which is effective for advertising. Not all advertising needs to make you purchase something right away. It takes people a while before they actually do. I think they have to see something marketing-wise at least three times before they buy it on average. But anyway, it never prompted me to go research it or purchase it. So they sent it to me. I obviously have a free supply. I'm going to use it. And I love it so much that now I'm like, okay, well, once this month's supply runs out, I will be a regular customer. And it's not at a price point where I would have chosen to purchase it, to be perfectly honest with you. It's more than I would think that I should spend on a supplement. But after trying it and knowing about it, it tastes like this delicious, I want to say it tastes almost like a smoothie. It's just like smooth. It's not gritty at all but it's not super thick like a smoothie. And it has this, I want to say almost pineapple-y, but not overbearing, not extra sweet because I hate sweet, but I also don't want to taste something that tastes like grass or dirt. And I have to say, I woke up this morning happy. (laughs) That sounds so sad to be excited about that. You don't have to worry about me. I'm not normally waking up super depressed or anything, but I'm not a morning person. So it takes me a while to get going. Normally, I don't want to talk to anyone before I have my coffee, but this morning, I woke up happy and joking around with Ivy and just in a really good mood, and I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be a morning person? I've always wanted to be a morning person, and I never could before, and I'm just wondering because it's also supposed to help with sleep. Is this going to change my life? I don't know, but we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Getting back to grocery outlet where I got these sous vide egg bites, I think grocery outlet is only on the West Coast. I tried to look up locations and it's mostly in California and then it kind of goes out a little bit all the way to Idaho and I think in Nevada, but I didn't see it beyond that. So sorry if you're anywhere else. I don't think you have a grocery outlet. It's so weird, isn't it? How the grocery stores change as you are in different regions on the East Coast. I grew up with ShopRite, Pathmark, A&P, and then I would spend my summers in Pennsylvania and they had, I think it was called Grand Union and great american and then when i would go down to florida they had publix anytime i'm in florida i have to go to publix i don't know why i'm in love with it and then they also had one called piggly wiggly i don't even know if that exists anymore but i just remember it because of the name it was so silly but then when i moved to california i was like what is ralph's and pavilions and vons and what is this brand kroger i do love a good wawa which is only East Coast. (laughs) I think it's New Jersey, kind of like along the shoreline. Anytime we would go down the shore, we would always hit up the Wawa's. And Wawa's cool because it's like a convenience store, but on steroids. But anyway, I miss my Wawa. I think just nostalgic-wise, I miss Wawa. There used to be one right around the block where I grew up, and it was fun to always go in there as a kid. I don't know why. You ever look back at like all the little places your parents would take you as kids, and you used to think it was so fun, and then you're like, why did I like going to that one stationery store? I remember there was a stationery store in Hasbrouck Heights, New Jersey, and I would get to go like, as a treat, and it was called the Elephant's Trunk. It was one of my favorite stores, but all they had was stationery, cool little pen and stuff erasers scented erasers and things like that love that store speaking of parents I will tell this story again about my dad and hopefully my computer does not crash or restart or do anything stupid last Monday would have been his birthday so he had passed away when he was 62 and a little side note to this he had planned to retire at 65 and travel the world with my mom and he never had a chance unfortunately to do that because he had been working almost his entire life when he was 15 years old. And in high school, his dad passed away of a heart attack. His dad was young. I think he was only 35. He had my dad, I guess, when he was 20. When it happened, it was my dad, my grandma, who came over here from Italy. So English was not her first language. And my dad's younger brother. And so my dad ended up quitting high school and getting a job full time. And then he went to school at night. He went to high school at night. So he (laughs) worked a full-time job, supported his family, and was still able to graduate high school. And you're probably wondering, how did a 15-year-old get a full-time job? Somehow he convinced the company ADP, I believe was the first company he ever worked for, to hire him. (laughs) He had been working since age 15 and having all of that responsibility since then. And it was kind of a shame that he was three years away from retirement, able to finally do everything that he had put off for so long, and he didn't get to do it. So on behalf of him, if there's anything you have been putting off... Please just do it if you can and try to do things sooner than later. Getting back to my story, last Monday, I went to my pool with the intention to sit in the sun for at least 10 minutes because I realize I've kind of been a troll lately and I'm not actually getting sunlight. I'm doing a lot of work from home and there's days that I don't even go out in the sun. As bad as the sun is for us and we know that now, believe me, I've spent way too many of my teenage years in or maybe not teenager, I think you have to be over 18 to use a tanning bed don't recall, but I spent way too many years going to tanning salons. So now I try to stay out of the sun as much as possible. All I can think of is skin cancer and wrinkles. And so I don't like being in the sun. However, I had the intention of sitting out in the sun for 10 minutes on this day. So I go to my pool, which I rarely ever do. And I'm sitting in the cabana in full sweats thinking, okay, you got to take these sweats off, just get into your bathing suit and just go lay in that sun. And as I'm laying in the cabana, a butterfly comes in. And I remember looking at the butterfly and feeling like it wasn't a butterfly. I said, hi, dad. And I just felt his presence. And then I watched it fly away. And I remember thinking, no, come back. But it never came back. But as I was watching it fly away, I was super happy because if it really was him and if energy can like transform into different objects to come say hello to us after they've moved on, I have no idea if they can. But If that's possible, because we don't know what's possible, but if it's possible, it just made me so happy that he chose something that he could fly because he always loved planes and he always loved flying. And what was ironic about it is that he had loved flying and he was going for his license in practicing. One or two of those times, the plane actually crashed. I don't know if he crashed it or the instructor or what, but it crashed and he survived and he kept getting on planes after that. And then another time, he was on a commercial flight that crashed. Wasn't hurt from that either. I think he may have hurt his ankle or something, if I remember correctly. I could be totally wrong on that. I don't know why that just popped into my head. He was fine then, too. But the time he actually did pass away, he was on the runway at LAX in a plane that didn't even leave yet. And he and my mom had just finished a two week vacation coming to visit me and Ivy out here because they both lived in New Jersey at the time. And the day that they left, he was on the the runway at LAX and he had a heart attack on the plane. So it's just interesting his relationship with planes, but he did always love flying. And we would always remember one time he and I drove some cars down to Florida because he was in the car business and I would help him a lot. And uh, he wanted to stop in D.C. There was an aerospace museum. And I remember going there with him and looking at all the planes and everything. But anyway... That's just my way of saying if he was that butterfly, I'm glad because he was flying. So that's not the end of the story, though. So later that day, I get a text from my mom who is currently in New Jersey. She went for like a month to visit her sisters and family and everything. I get a text from her with a photo of a butterfly on her shoulder. And she goes, dad came to visit me for his birthday when I was on my walk. And it was the same butterfly i kid you not it had the same markings same coloring that i saw and the fact that she equated it to him too was strange i was like wow (laughs) i was like that same butterfly that same looking butterfly came into my cabana today and i knew it was him so anyway that was just a story i wanted to share with you guys If you've ever had an experience like that from someone who has passed on, I would love to hear it. Share it with me. Share it with all of us. You can come on here and tell it. So yesterday was a jam-packed day of events, and I didn't do any of them. And the reason I'm even bringing this up is I just got a text from Dashboard Confessionals production manager, Danny, who I'm friends with. And it reminded me of the day yesterday that I didn't have. (laughs) So it was supposed to start out at 11 a.m., My plan was to go to World Dog Day in WeHo, and a lot of my friends went, and I was supposed to go, and then after that, we were supposed to kind of kill time at Sheena's Pool in her Hollywood apartment, and then Janet had a bachelorette party at Dave & Buster's, because she loves that place, so that was supposed to be like around four or five, and then after that, I was supposed to go to my brother and my friend, Will Noon, who is one of my best friends. He and my brother, among a couple other people, have a farm just outside of L.A. where they grow all sorts of veggies and herbs and things like that. They were having a farm party, so I was supposed to stop by there. This was all Saturday. So Friday night, I get a text from Dashboard Confessionals team saying, hey, do you need tickets for tomorrow's show? And I'm feeling like a really bad Dashboard fan Because I'm like, what show? It's like this vagrant 26th anniversary with Dashboard, Get Up Kids, Alkaline Trio, Thrice. I don't know who else. A couple other people. Anyway, I couldn't find anyone to go with me. So I did none of it. My excuse is that Ivy was actually sick. And I was going to bring her to everything except the show, the concert at night. And I was going to have my brother babysit. I did none of it. And I guess my status of Dashboard confessional fan is slipping because I didn't even know about the show. I wasn't even really that bummed that I didn't go to it. So I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm changing. Things are changing, I guess, over here. Is this what growing up is? (laughs) I don't know. I consider myself very lucky, very fortunate to have grown a community organically like this. And I just feel like anytime people are drawn to a certain topic, situation, podcast, episode, whatever it may be, whoever's drawn to that, I feel like we were organically brought together. I love that and I love what's become of this. It's what makes me do it consistently on a weekly basis when you already know I'm not good at doing things consistently, but you guys keep me going and happily going because I love it, but I just want to shout out two listeners who have become friends, and now they've become business partners. Yes, two listeners reached out, and asked if there were any investment opportunities for The Plant Butcher or Sugar Taco. And they both invested in The Plant Butcher. And so now they're my business partners. So... Natalie, all the way in Australia, Navneet, all the way in Canada. I never would have even met you guys in real life. So thank goodness for podcasts. (laughs) And I'm so grateful you're in my life along with all of you and can't wait to grow a business with you and have you involved. And anytime a woman invests in a business, and by the way, they're first time investors like I was with Sugar Taco, anytime a woman invests in a business, I think it's an occasion to be celebrated because there was a time when we couldn't. Even times when we could, we have been overlooked. And what Jade and Brittany did with Sugar Taco, purposely saying we're gonna teach other women how to invest, that should be celebrated too. Still trying to get them on the podcast. They'll be on one day. We're just very, very busy people, (laughs) growing businesses, but they'll come on. I just wanna say that what they did trickles down now to these two new investors who have never invested in a business before. So I just wanna congratulate them and say I'm so proud of you both. Let's grow a kick
0: It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HashterRenew.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
2: difficult. It may be triggering for some, so I just want to let you know that I didn't plan on it, but due to events that I will get into, I decided to discuss the tragedy that recently happened in texas with the shooting i wasn't going to talk about it i didn't think i could add anything to the conversation i didn't think it was my place but i am a parent i do have an eight-year-old that i send off every day to public school and it always is a fear so i am going to address this but i just wanted to warn anyone listening who it might upset or trigger or if it's something you just don't want to hear about today maybe you are not in the space to hear it that is absolutely fine i support you. You don't need to listen to the rest of this episode. Turn it off. I still love you. So the reason why I even decided to discuss this is because when I was in the cabana last Monday, I was posting animal rights things as I do, and one of my friends DM'd me in response to one of my posts. I'm just going to read you the exchange that we had and then get into some of my thoughts on it. So I'll say who this is from because he's awesome and I'm glad he did this. And I will text him before posting this and make sure I have his permission to say his name. If not, I'll just cut out his name. This is from my friend Kale. like the green leafy vegetable, but it's not spelled that way. He spells it K-A-E-L. He is a good friend of Sheena's, and I met him through her. We talk a lot via DMs and whatnot, and we just have really interesting conversations. He is quite the intellectual, so I enjoy him, and I enjoy becoming friends with him. I like... When people bring things to my attention, it makes me better. So after I posted about an animal rights thing, he goes, What about the kids that were just killed? I said, Tragic. What does one have to do with the other? He said, Nothing. Just wondering your thoughts. I see you fight to preserve animals a lot, which I respect, but I haven't seen you say anything about the events yesterday, especially when you have a little one. So I was curious to know what your thoughts were on a human issue. I gave him a personal, real-life example of my thoughts on guns and gun control and how it has failed with regards to background checks and whatnot. I revealed something to him about my personal experience with it, and then I said, So yes, we need a gun control overhaul. However, I'm an animal rights activist. I have to focus my attention on that cause. I can't fight every cause or I won't be effective He said i'm not saying anything about guns because i'm conflicted about that issue But to not acknowledge the babies that were taken like these children just a bit younger than ours And i'm sorry, but you have a platform and no animal will ever be more important to me than our children And I am the guy that will never go to a zoo So I feel you I feel like acknowledging what happened yesterday when you have a platform is necessary just my opinion. So I said, I don't know. I think acknowledging that it's tragic is empty activism. What does that do? Who doesn't think it's tragic? All of us saying how tragic it is won't change anything. So unless we were willing to come up with solutions and fight for them, I don't need to virtue signal. If I had the bandwidth, I would fight for gun control overhaul. I believe in our constitutional right to bear arms, but I think anyone who wants a license needs a psychiatric exam, an extensive background check at the very minimum. And he says, see right there, I feel like we should be as passionate about human lives as we are animals. I love them both, by the way, but I mean, I don't know, as a parent, I had to call my daughter's mom today and debating on pulling her out of school, so it's not something I can sit and be quiet about. I said, humans have voices, animals don't. I've chosen to speak for the voiceless. The topic of gun control has been ongoing, and they have so many advocates on both sides, including parents who have lost children. I know where I am of the best service. I've stated my opinions on the above before, referring to gun control. But someone like you who feels compelled to try and fix this issue, I would fully support you. And he just said, word. I've thought a lot about it since that conversation, and and he brought it to my attention that I have a platform because I don't ever view myself as really having a quote unquote platform. I do see it for animal activism, but I don't see it as, or I hadn't seen it before as a responsibility because I have a platform to address particular issues. And sometimes I feel like some people don't have business addressing certain issues. So I had to think long and hard about it. And I did a lot of research. I guess it sounds kind of naive or ignorant for me to say, oh, I don't realize I have a platform, because you're listening to me right now on a podcast, and I have brought up other issues that I'm passionate about, or just other issues that I wanted to learn more about and explore with you. So as a parent, I've decided to discuss this issue, but not in a way where I don't have a solution. I don't have the answers, and I'm not an expert, so that's why I did a lot of research. I also did not want to speak about a situation when all of the facts had not yet come out, And every time I research it, and every time I look at videos, I can so easily put myself in those parent situations because it's a fear I think most parents have nowadays, unfortunately. And the fact that those parents, when they dropped their kids off that day, didn't realize that that was their goodbye (laughs) is the hardest thing I think, to ever happen to a human being. And I feel so heartbroken for them. And I pray for them. And I wish I knew what more I could do. The issue of raising the age limit to get a gun license from 18 to 21 has been thrown out there. I've read both sides of the argument, why it would work, why it wouldn't work. And the argument to why we shouldn't do it is because it infringes on people's constitutional right to protect themselves. And an 18 year old is a legal adult in this country. You would then be taking that right away from 18 to 21 year olds. I don't know where I stand on that. Initially I was saying, duh, raise the age to 21. You have to be 21 to drink alcohol So if we're saying an 18-year-old isn't responsible enough to drink alcohol, why are they responsible enough to have a gun? We really have to look at this. If we are going to continue to allow 18 to 21-year-olds to obtain gun licenses, perhaps there needs to be stricter rules or requirements for getting one. I don't know, more in-depth psychiatric exams. Something for those three years, whatever it may be, maybe something just needs to be stricter for that age group. They need to do background checks on everybody I'm talking in-depth background checks. Even if police have been called to your house for some sort of violent complaint, every little thing should be on this background check. I don't know how. (laughs) I don't know how that works. Stronger, stricter, more in-depth background checks that can also see things that happened as a minor. Typically, those things get expunged from your record. They need to be on anything checked for obtaining a gun license. The next thing is... The media. A lot of these shooters and copycat shooters do it to out-sensationalize the last one because what's happening, their faces are plastered all over the news. People want to know all about them their upbringing, their family, their social media posts, I would call to the media and say, moving forward, not one media outlet will mention the name of the shooter. They won't show a photo and they will not reveal anything about them. And they will make it about the victims only. They can say whether or not this person is alive, if they're in jail, whatever, that's fine, I think. But nothing that would sensationalize them or give them any bit of infamy whatsoever or any way for them to go down in history. And then there's been a lot of talk about mental health or the lack thereof. And I'm going to read something from the Psychiatric Times, which is one of the things I've come across in my research. Psychological distress is increasing among teens and adolescents and there is a shortage of mental health support for this age group. In December 2021, the United States Surgeon General warned that young people are facing devastating mental health effects as a result of generational challenges, including the coronavirus pandemic. The Surgeon General's report noted significant increases in self-reported depression and anxiety in younger age groups, along with more emergency room visits for mental health issues. It was also observed that young people are bombarded with messages through the media and popular culture that erode their sense of self-worth, telling them they are not good-looking enough, popular enough, smart enough, or rich enough. While it is not clear that these trends will have a direct effect on the likelihood of school shootings, we need to recall that most perpetrators of K-12 shootings are under the age of 18. Unfortunately, obtaining professional help for this troubled age group, has become increasingly difficult in the U.S., and shortages of mental health workers have only been worsened by the pandemic. Among other classes that I think high school should teach, including how to balance a checkbook and how to do your taxes, I think there should be a mental health curriculum. There's health and fitness. Let's expand that into mental health. Well, like I said, I don't have all the answers. I may not have any of the answers, but I'm open to discussing it, and I think as a society, we need to be open to change because we have to all admit, no matter what side of the aisle you're on on this issue, something needs to change. The status quo is not working, and I think we all need to acknowledge that the Constitution was written in 1787, which was 235 years ago. We're clinging on A constitutional right that was written 235 years ago. But in no way does our society represent most things that their society represented. They didn't have cars. Women weren't in the room when they drafted this. In fact, initially the constitution supported slavery. These guns, AR-15s, handguns, they didn't exist. So how could they write anything about something that didn't exist And we're clinging to that for today. They had muskets. We have to address this. And maybe changing the age won't help. Maybe it will. Let's figure it out. Maybe no longer allowing the sale of automatic or semi-automatic weapons. Maybe that may help. Maybe that wouldn't. But let's figure it out. And lastly, we have to stop being opposed to the other side. We have to stop making enemies of the other side. We have to find that gray area. Because that's where we can make changes. That's the only way. Neither side wants these mass shootings. They just have different beliefs on how to prevent them. We need to figure them out together. Because the more we're fighting with each other, the less action is going to be taken. And if you completely disagree with everything that I've said, that's totally fine. I don't hate you. I want to learn from you. I want to learn why you disagree with me. I would welcome your opinion. I'd welcome you on here no matter where you stand, you're welcome on here. Anyone, if there's anything aside even from this topic that you want to use this platform for, reach out to me. It's yours. You're welcome to have it. If this is open for everybody. This is not just my podcast. It's yours too. There's an open door here. I'm going to end on that note. I love you so much. Thank you for being here for another week and I'll talk to you next week. There's a cloud
1: of fear and sorrow. there's i oh.